everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of Earth Nerds Are Cheesy. I'm your host, Maddox, and I'm a nerd. And I am Kevlar Kate, and I'm a nerd. You know, Kate, this week, quite frankly, the last two weeks, I think we should just buy some stock and raid. <laughs> there have been a lot of bugs and insects in our podcast, yes. Yeah, and, and that continues, folks, this week. Um, we've got a couple of movies. Most likely one of them you've never heard of. Um, one of them possibly because of the director. Uh, yeah. We've also got our binge and purge coming up this week. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that we weren't expecting to talk about and that we found out just as we sat down to record this is about the death of quite frankly, one of the best character actor in cheap character actors in cheesy roles ever, ever. I mean, Fred Willard is, for me, his role as the Dean in How High (laughs) is one of my favorite parts he has ever played. Yeah. Uh, Now, granted, his his roles was on the Pitch Perfect films were great, but that was so minuscule by the time those were over. It was kind of just, he was just there to pay lip service, but he's done such a great job and done been in so many films and so many TV shows. I mean, some of you may know him as Phil Dunphy's father from uh, modern family. Mm -hmm. That's one of the other ways that I knew him, but he just, he had a knack for turning up and he was kind of for a while there, he was kind of just that guy that was in that thing. (laughs) Yes. He's that guy. (laughs) And and then he kind of got bigger because he started getting these bigger roles, but man, I did not realize this man was 86 years old. I didn't realize it either. He looked really good, but I guess that's what you do in movies is, you make people look younger than what they really are. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I was telling you a few weeks back that I had I found a movie that I'd watched that I hadn't seen in quite a while. It was called Fired Up. Mm-hmm. He actually played the coach at the cheer camp. Oh, my goodness. And it was just to see him doing... And it's funny to see him because Eric Christian Olsen, if you know anything about, are you an NCIS fan at all? No. Okay. Uh, Marty Deeks, for those of you out there that watch NCIS LA, uh, was playing a quarterback who, well, had pretty much slain everything at his high school. So he went to cheerleader camp. So he would have a new variety of women to choose from. (laughs) And he got caught coming back to the dorms in one scene naked. So he's out there doing cheers naked. And when when the counselor comes up and catches him, he acts like he's doing cheers. And 
Fred Willard walks up behind him and starts putting his hands. He goes, I want to feel your muscle movements and see what you're doing wrong here. It was the creepiest damn thing you've ever seen. <laughs> well, um, Willard, he was so great at keeping that deadpan face. He could deliver a line. And I guarantee you, I cracked up because he did it so perfectly. Well, he's been acting since, what, 1966, I think is what I saw. 65, 66, yeah. I mean, you think about it. He actually is the reason for one of the biggest laughs I had in the entire franchise of Pitch Perfect. And, yes, I've seen all three. Um, (laughs) So am I. The the line where he is sitting there talking to his co-host about her days in competition for acapella. <laughs> and he asks her what the name of her group was. Do you remember what the name of her acapella group was? Why don't you tell everybody? The Minstrel Cycles. <laughs> it's so much funnier coming out of your mouth than mine. <laughs> You know, there's a that's what she said in there somewhere, but I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, this guy's responsible for so many just deadpan laughs. I mean, Mm -hmm. go back to my appreciation from him from, from, from how high and look at him in the. And, and yeah, it's going to result in me actually breaking our usual no swearing rule on the air. But uh, he has a line with Method and Red when he's recruiting them to go to Harvard. And Method and Red both look at him and he go, they go, I'll fucks with you. And then goes, I'll fucks with you too. And then he stands up and with a straight face just looks at, he, looks at both of them and goes, well, we'll fucks with each other. <laughs> and I'm dying laughing at this old white man sitting there saying this to these two, you know, two rappers from well, one of them from the Wu-Tang Clan and it's just, it was killing me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that there will ever be another with that kind of ability. No. And um, he, I think we talked about this earlier. Um, he is in the brand new show Space Force. Um, that has the starring Steve Carell. That's a that, that, that's a uh, that's a work of nonfiction based on the uh, President Trump funded Space Force. By the way, folks. <laughs> anyway, we're going to keep politics out of this. Um, so yeah, this, there's this no politics in Space Force. That's stupidity, whether it's TV or real. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's coming out in 2020. It's in post production, so they've already filmed everything. Um, so we'll be able to see some of the last things that he worked on. Thank goodness. I mean, the guy was just so talented. Yes, he was. But he's definitely going to be missed. He is. I mean, and not to make this an episode, make this episode a downer, but I mean, also recently losing Jerry Stiller. Oh, yes. You know, it's been a bad, bad year for losing people. It really has. I we mean, say that every year. We say it every single year. But this year, they it, like all yeah. of our classic people are getting so. Look, if old. Betty, if Betty White so much as sneezing, sneezes, <laughs> they better isolate her. 
Amen. We need to find some kind of serum to keep her alive forever. There's got to be a way. I mean, come on. She outlived George Burns and Bob Hope. (laughs) But, you know, it's just with Jerry Stiller and most people are going to talk about him playing, you know, George Costanza's dad being their biggest memory of him. For me, there were there's two things that I remember him from. One being a film role, and boy, I'm gonna get lambasted by my co-host again for my choice of watching habits. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a movie with Lance Bass. <laughs> oh, good night. What is wrong with you? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't because I watched it because I was flipping through the channels and Jerry Stiller was on my TV. <laughs> And it turns out that it was a movie called On the Line that had actually a couple of the members of NSYNC were in it. Joey Fatone actually proved he was funny in that film to me. Um, He had a I didn't even know that. He's actually really funny. Uh, (laughs) You had Joey and then you had Lance who was in the lead. And then you had Emmanuel Shriki who was... uh, uh, most people would probably know as, uh, oh gosh, E's girlfriend from Entourage, or possibly from uh, being Adam Sandler's girlfriend in uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan. She's just, I mean, that, but it, the whole thing, the whole story was built around. Basically, Lance Bass meets a girl on the L train in Chicago and doesn't get her number. And he can't get her out of his head. And everybody says, well, you just never take a chance. So he makes up flyers and puts them out and says, if you are the girl on the train, here's my number. Call me. It gets picked up by the newspapers. And the hell that he goes through after that is just hilarious. Uh, but that's one thing that I will always, because he was the, <laughs> he was the, the guy that was in charge of like the, the mail room and the copy room. Mm-hmm. And so Jerry Stiller was the one that was always, every time the copier was broken, He'd come in there and he knew he would like sweet talk the copy machine and he was like rubbing on it. And then all of a sudden he'd reach back and slap, smack it on the leg. He was smacking it on the butt. <laughs> and just the, his, the way he could just do things with a look. But for me, it was from that. But mostly for me, I loved him in King of Queens. <laughs> yeah. He was the main reason I watched King of Queens. <laughs> Because let's face it, Kev's not funny. I know a lot of people like Kevin James, but I just never got the love behind that. But it's such a sad day when you see that we've lost some two comedic influences that that were that well regarded this quickly. Agreed. And I mean, you think about it, it's only May. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the year's not even half over yet. I know. All right, so let's move on to some better topics. 
Yeah, let, let's, let's 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 go on. Well, actually, it's kind of a death. Um, I guess it is <laughs> because it's my week to start in our binge and purge segment this week. And uh, binge and purge. My purge is the purge. Oh, good night. That's a bad one too. The USA TV series, The Purge, which USA itself announced recently is being purged from their lineup. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness. Good. Uh, good, good, good. And no offense to the people that I know, especially Sherry Eakin and Jeremy Sandy, who are friends of mine that were both in season two of this show. You guys are fantastic actors, but you are given a crappy project to work on. <laughs> um, the show just the first season I tried, I wanted to give it a shot. I got through the first season. It wasn't bad, but when it comes to purge, when it came to the purge, when it comes to the movies, there's a couple of them that I like. And there's a couple of them. They're just complete crap. Mm-hmm. And that was the that's problem. The that's the problem with the TV series. You'd have one good episode. The next episode would be crap. Mm-hmm. It was very uneven. So that's why I say purge the purge. Purge the purge. Okay. So my binge this week is one of my favorite shows. It's a sci-fi original. Winona Earp. I love this show. <laughs> love, love this show. It has Everything. It's got sci-fi. It's got a tie to classic westerns, um, classic, you know, the Earp brother, you know, just, oh, Wyatt Earp. I kept, yeah, expo- when, when you stuff. said, when you actually uttered the phrase, it's got everything, I expected you to almost slip into a Stefan accent from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> But you're, no, you're, no. you're you're exactly right. This show is just it's one of those I was just looking for something to watch. Mm-hmm. And they caught me off guard. Yeah, me too. I was like, Winona Earp. Well, I always liked the I like the movies about Wyatt Earp. I like Tombstone, so let's give this a shot. I said, ooh, super supernatural elements and the and the herbs. Okay, we'll give this a shot. Mm-hmm. And I plowed through the first season in a day. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it goes by so quickly. It's very well written. The characters, uh, they, they did a great job with casting with this because the characters are so far apart in the writing, but each actor brings a certain element to it uh, that is their own, which is the best way to act is to bring an element of yourself into the character. And you can tell that they had a lot of fun making this TV show. And it's coming back in 2020. Sometimes supposedly this summer. Oh, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at the, the sci-fi um, website right now. And it says it's supposed to return summer of 2020. That was the show. I found that one and uh, the new take on Van Helsing about the yes. same about the same time. Mm-hmm. And although I like one on Earth better than Van Helsing, I do too. I was about to say I like Van Helsing, but Winona Earp is head and shoulders better as far as quality. Definitely. 
they're both watchable shows. Mm-hmm. But if, if you haven't watched Winona Earp, this is, it's about a descendant of Wyatt that has to actually send the souls of the men that Wyatt had previously gunned down back to hell. And to see her with that big old gun. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I want that. That is such an awesome gun with all the etchings and everything on it. I love it. Look, I'm not letting you get a big old gun. (laughs) (laughs) I I could mention the wrong movie and you'd pistol whip me and I just can't have that. (laughs) I'm already in danger working with a trained boxer as it is, lady. (laughs) Just remind me, are you a righty or a lefty so I know what side to put you on once this social distancing is over? (laughs) I'm right-handed, so, you know, my, my power is pretty good with my right. But I love doing a left hook. Boom. Right there uh, in the side of the temple. Mm. Okay. In other anyway. words, you're going to crush me anyway. Yeah. That's what a good boxer does. She's going <laughs> she's gonna, to she's gonna look at me, and she's going to say the same thing that Ivan Drago said to Rocky in Rocky Four, And she's just going to say, I will break you. Oh, goodness and gracious. This, but Winona Earp um, actually does have a lot of fights and a lot, a lot of physical stunts in it. So they do ha- did have to train and do a lot of stuff. So oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely binge Winona Earp. One of my favorite things, and we didn't bring it up, one of my favorite things about that show is the trailer park. Yeah. There is craziness galore. Now, granted, there's craziness galore in every trailer park in this country, but there's a <laughs> lot of craziness in this trailer park because it's a yes, gypsy yes. trailer park. <laughs> and you've got all these people hiding out there, and Winona's got to go after them, and Winona's sister gets involved. And it's just. Now, it, it's out there. Don't get me wrong. It, for crying out loud, it's a magical gun and killing ghosts. It's a sci-fi show. It's a a sci-fi show. Sci-fi original. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it rank with the magicians for me? Not even close. Not even close. But for sci-fi original, it's still probably in my top five. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, this one actually gets a double binge from both of us. I say, watch this. And watch it now before they open the country back up. And you can't stay home and watch this kind of stuff. (laughs) Very true. Speaking of staying home and watching this kind of stuff. Well, we got to take a little bit of a break. And then when we come back, it's time for the things that really bugged us this week. We're going to go out and, well, see what we can find in the movies. And trust me, folks. You better get your fly swatters, your raid, whatever else you can get, your roach motels. Bring it all. You're going to need it. We'll be back right after this. Nothing beats the pure taste of artist vodka, made with nothing but the finest ingredients, including 
Faro wheat imported from Italy. Perfectly pH-balanced water from the Cascades in Washington State. All blended perfectly into the best organic vodka on the market. Artist Vodka, the art is in the party. Welcome back to Earth Nerds Are Cheesy. I'm Kevlar Kate with Maddox. Can you believe we finally got here? (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell folks that we are so overjoyed? And the bad thing is we picked these movies and we're this happy to talk about them. (laughs) I'm I'm glad it's going to finally be over because... Oh, I'm I mean, tired as, of creepy crawlies love, for a minute. I, I am. I'm. I am too. I love cheesy movies, but we've been making a lot of bug things in spiders and right. And for those of you that didn't bugs. get the chance, make sure you go back and check out last week's episode where we talked about who? Oh gosh, spiders. Spiders. And no, big it, spiders. Well, yeah, big spiders, big ass spiders. And Earth versus the spider. Yep. Yep. And I mean, last week was the first time we'd started, since we started doing this show, that you had to apologize to your mother. And I'm sorry, (laughs) but it looks like you're going to have to do it again this week. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But first, we're going to talk about the movie that I picked. I picked this movie that we're about to talk about. I'm so glad you're taking credit for this one because you can't. I'm not. You couldn't dump both of these on me. I'm responsible for one, but don't you dare say I picked them both. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm taking responsibility for this one. It is the 1959 movie called The Wasp Woman. Directed by directed Roger by- Corman. So you, I had high expectations based on the yes. director. I did too, but he'd only been directing for maybe four years. When he directed this one. Right. And I mean, you've got to think most of the later work stuff that we really liked. For me, my favorite Roger Corman for, is the original version of Death Race. Mm. Oh, such an awesome movie. This, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this movie is about a uh, cosmetics uh, mogul woman, female, in the 19... 19- 50s, which is really cool because you don't usually see that, which is one of the reasons I thought this was going to be a great movie is because it shows a woman in power in a time where you have like mad men and things like that, where men are in charge and women are always secretaries. No, in this movie, it's a woman in charge. And, and the let me tell you, no, 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 don't, to- inter- don't interrupt me. Yet. I'm not done. Uh-oh. She has fabulous shoes. So, ladies, the shoes and the fashion in this movie are amazing. And I'm such a vintage girl. I was loving the outfits and the bows and the sleek lines and the just gorgeous shoes. Okay, now you can talk because I'm done being And they all looked good in black and white. So, that's all I can tell you, folks. Um, I, I, okay. I have to say, 
you know, you you talked about it being kind of, and it kind of is an anti Mad Men in regard to the woman being in charge. It is. I loved it. Uh, but then you have to also look that even after the first boardroom meeting in this movie, the men are automatically working to undermine her right off the bat. Oh, they are. I, and there was one. Oh, there was one scene in there where um, one of the men was talking to the secretary, the main secretary. And the, the one that said, kept the notes at the meeting? Yes. Okay. What was her name? Mary? Her, her actual assistant. Um, I think her name was Mary. I can't remember right now. But one of the men was saying, he, he made the comment, oh, women. And she, she fires right back at him and says, oh, men. I was like, yes. <sighs> Co-hosts. but you know the thing that okay there's certain things about this movie that were to me were funny without trying to be funny yes because first things first there's one poor fella in this movie that never could put the pipe down folks (gasps) he couldn't i was like I thought it was going to give him away because it wasn't. Look, like crack his whack, y'all. Him. Crack his whack. But he had a pipe in in his mouth, not in his hand, in his mouth the entire film. Mm-hmm. For an hour and what was this? An hour and twenty? Uh, hour and this is an hour and three minutes. It was very short. Okay, so an hour three minutes, pipe the entire time. Every scene that he was in, yeah. And then you had the doctor who was, I'm sorry, a a bad, he was kind of like the last copy for multiplicity of Dr. Frankenstein. (laughs) Um, I hope some of you out there will get that. If not, I think we need to put multiplicity on our list. Okay. I think that's something we need to at some point cover. Uh, But he was so stereotypical of the quote-unquote mad scientist. He was. And using wasp jelly to help in the slow the aging process or reverse the aging process. Yes. It was built like it was supposed to be a thriller. Yes. But it wasn't very thrilling. No, there were these long montages where there was nothing happening and it would just go back and forth between one image to the other. And I was like, what is, what does this even mean? I didn't get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get it either. And the sad thing is they remade this thing. Mm. They, they remade this movie in 1995. Mm-hmm. It was an original film on Showtime. Uh, I can honestly say I didn't watch it then. And I kind of wish I didn't watch this now. Uh, okay. But I mean, as much flack as you've given me over the movies I've picked, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, because I have a lot of issues. Oh, I know you technicalities do. With this movie. The it's called the wasp woman and it's about wasp jelly. But the very the very first like scene or like picture that they show during the credits is of honeybees. 
that bugged the piss out of me. And they did it more than once. Yeah. Not, not just once. They did it like two or three times. Bees, not wasps. They, they did it, as a matter of fact, they did it again at the, at the end. The, the end was spelled out in honeybees. It was. I was like, no, just no. Y'all need to stop and just not being factually correct. It, it makes me very. Do we know what kind of budget they made this for? <laughs> I don't know. It was a. It was only an hour and three minutes long, so I'm guessing they didn't have a whole lot of money. I wouldn't think so, but that's. I mean, they didn't do. I, I, I'm trying to come up with a polite way to say this. <laughs> um, the budget for this was fifty grand. So yeah, they okay. didn't. Have, they didn't have a lot of money, even by 1959, 58-59 standards. They didn't, and the special effects. Um, oh God! Awful. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you went there first. The mask was terrible. Okay, look, the acting was kind of okay, but the special effects were awful. It was. Like I'll give you that random. The- the three the three leads were okay. Yes. Um, the supporting the Mary was awesome. Okay, yeah. All right. Now, I also love the girl from the typing pool. <laughs> yes. She made me laugh. She made she made getting through this almost bearable. Mm-hmm. Um. And I love the thing where she was like, yeah, that's talking about her husband and her husband never wants to go anywhere since they got TV. <laughs> and as soon as she gets through that conversation, the husband calls her to tell her what's on TV that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed. I'm like, yeah, that's totally something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> but she and she was a firecracker. She was. She was one of those that I think she probably could have handled those boys. But you're right about the mask. The mask to me looked like they kind of, it looked like they ripped the head off of a teddy bear and just messed with it. I couldn't really figure out exactly what they tried to do. Like, I think they spent more money hiring actors than they did on special effects like, like they spent more money on the clothes and shoes of the women <laughs> and maybe tobacco for the men because everybody was smoking in the movie which is a sign of the time yeah but, and that's possible and I will say this the movie itself stylish fantastically stylish mm-hmm. it's, it's shot well it's a well made and great looking film aside from the special effects Mm-hmm. They did a good job there. Um, the issue was that when they put her in the transformation, she didn't look anything like a wasp. No, she didn't. She didn't. And the only reason she turned into a wasp so quickly is because she started injecting herself doubly. It wasn't take, it wasn't going fast enough for her. She's an aging cosmetics mogul executive and she wanted to be young again so it wasn't she's very impatient and that quest for eternal youth is something that most everybody can um relate to 
Hey, wait a minute. Didn't you tell me a couple of weeks ago you knocked down a wasp's nest? I did. Now I think I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning into a wasp and I'm stealing their wasp queen jelly. That's just weird to say. Yeah. Do they even have wasp queens? I, you know, I don't know. Do, do they make, you know, somebody was, I've seen in movies where they've talked about people selling wasp honey. And I'm like, the hell do they even make honey? <laughs> I just know of a big, awful nest where they just, ugh, no, gross. And they killed, um, it well, wasn't it wasp that killed, um, the kid from, um, my girl. Or was that bees? No, it was bees. He was highly allergic. Um, because that had, that meme has kind of made a comeback in light of the murder hornet situation, which is by the way, yeah. folks, what inspired us to bite the bullet and go back to the bug motel for another week. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, but this one, as far as watchability, I give it a five and that's being generous. But I don't recommend anyone actually watch it. No, I do not recommend you watch it except to say that you've seen some of uh, Roger Corman's earlier work. That would be um, the big achievement. Able, yeah. Yeah. To be able to compare it to how far he's come with the other movies um, that he's done recently and some of the you know bigger name movies that he's done. And I will I say this, not recommend the, the music that they chose. <laughs> My God, the music was even cheesy. It was. When she was getting ready to inject herself the first time, they had that xylophone going. I was oh. like, listen to that xylophone. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like, exactly. I was like, felt oh. like I was in band class. Like, not even good band class, but like elementary band class with the yeah. the high-pitched noise and it this this awful. one time at band camp, a wasp stung me, and I got ten years younger. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Oh gosh! There are a lot of goofs in this movie. Um, you can watch because, like I said, the special effects are terrible. But now, I really don't recommend you watch this one. No, I don't. Um, what I do recommend you do though, folks, is make sure that you take your time and you go out there and you visit us on social media and hit us up on Twitter at cheesy nerds. Tell us some movies you'd like to see us or hear us talk about. Give us some ideas for things that you're binging or purging. Send us some emails. We might even read you on the air. You never know. But when we get back, my co-host gets to take me apart over my choice for the week. <laughs> Bear with us. I'm preparing for my beating, and we'll be back. Oh, man, come on. Put your back into it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, God, I hate moving. Oh, tell me about it. That's right, the Heavyweight Chumps Radio Hour is moving to 9 p.m. Central Time, but you can still catch us every Tuesday night right here on Radio Memphis.
We're back with Earth Nerds Are Cheesy, and we're getting ready to talk about our second movie. This one is from 2005, and why don't you, Maddox, introduce this movie since it was your choice? I, I admit that I chose this one. Um, based solely, people, he says it was based solely on the name. And it was, because I'd never heard the term insecticidal before. Um, I can tell you that after watching even the first 15 minutes, I've renamed this movie as Bugs and Boobies. Um, Bugs and Boobs. And quite frankly, it's it's probably a more accurate title. I think I, um, when I, Maddox watched it first and he said, don't get mad at me. <laughs> I did. I, I sent her a warning. I'm like, listen, um, I didn't know. <laughs> when I started watching it, I was like, oh my God, I think I'm watching soft porn. That's not the funny part to me. The funny part was that you were fussing about it, and I said, I know, I knew there were a lot of boobs in it, and your remark was, yeah, but there were the girls that were getting naked didn't even have boobs. They didn't. Bless their hearts. They're not in doubt at all. No, so the one girl with this, boobs never showed them the entire movie. <laughs> this was a terrible, terrible movie. And mom, if you're listening, this was not my choice. This is totally on Maddox. I'm so sorry. Okay, mom, I'm sorry myself because I kind of wish I hadn't seen this either. Um <laughs> It, it is a 2005, but we did figure out this actually, this movie ties back in a weird way to your binge in this very episode. It does actually to two separate actresses. This movie hired real actors. <laughs> they hired real actors, which is why they were all skinny. Remember how, um, what was that awful movie, Swamp Head? How everybody was, you know, big and you could tell. What do you mean, what was that awful movie, Swamp Head? Like, you forgot that movie. <laughs> anyway. It, I mean, they hired real people, so they had a bit of a budget to hire people. Now, the main actress, Megan Heffer, mm -hmm. she actually plays Beth in Winona Earp. And Beth, I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since she I've... was. She was uh, the, the, the deputy, sister, the mean the sister. sister. Yeah. Okay. No, the, no, no, not the deputy sister. No, she was the uh, the sister of the um, the the guy. Oh shoot, Beth Gardner, I think, was the name of the character. She was taken over by the Black Widow. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Now I've got you because my, at first I'm like, wait a minute, is that the one that was the the sister that no, started no. sleeping with the deputy, the other girl deputy? And I'm like, no, it wasn't no. her. Nope. Um, no, no. Although, no, although it wouldn't be the first time she'd had experience with a, um, shall we say, a, a lesbian involvement in a project. Because as we said, the first 15 minutes of this film, mm. It opens, and I knew within five minutes of turning this movie on, on Amazon Prime, for those of you that are delusional enough to try to watch it. Do not. Do not. Um, for the five minutes, first five minutes in, I'm sitting there going, uh-oh, I picked the wrong movie. And there hadn't even been any nudity yet. 
but it was a hot tub full of sorority girls at a sorority party. <laughs> and one poor old, one girl on top of one poor old boy trying to make her, make him call her a princess. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it just got worse from there, folks. It got worse, but the bugs come into it because the main character, Cammie, um, she is an entomology student. Um, and for some reason, she has brought her genetically engineered bugs back to this uh, sorority house to, like, be in her room. They pro- she probably brought back those super bugs to com- combat the crabs that were already in the house. <laughs> Which is why the scorpion and things kept getting out. And, and let's let okay, let's talk about those damn scorpions. Ugh. Okay, you could tell it was CGI. Oh, this the Wait. bug the bug CGI was so bad. They had I think I wrote down seven CGI artists. They had to have seven people to work on those bugs. Well, they should have hired an eighth. <laughs> I mean, this was some of the worst CGI work I've seen since Scooby Doo Monsters Unleashed. It was ugh. Golly, it's it was awful. bad, and they it's they didn't horrible. even try to fake it. No, they didn't. Um, in a but the way, graphics in the very in the very beginning, the graphics in the opening uh, credits were amazing. I, I thought so them. too. I was like, "This is going to be great." And I was thinking the same with- thing. I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, great credits. I love the credits. Love the music they played over the credits." They actually made that um, wrote that specifically for this. Movie. I, I I knew you would look that up, which is why I didn't. Um, I I love that particular piece of music. I love those opening credits. Maybe one of my favorite opening credit sequences of any of the movies that we've watched. Yes, it was gorgeous. Um, but I will advise you, people, if you're going to give this a shot, watch those opening credits and turn it off. Definitely turn it off. Turn it off. Unless you're just hard up and want to see some flat-chested women naked. In which case, go ahead. But remember, you were warned. You are warned. Do not watch this. Please. Um, the, The main character becomes, I guess, kind of the queen but the thing that made no sense to me was how she was somehow in charge or somehow ruling multiple species of giant bugs. Well, I don't think she was ruling them. I think they just knew that she was in. Okay. The fraternity, pre, I'm sorry, the sorority president, uh, I think her name was Josie. Uh, she somehow gets bitten and infested with maggots and is like a breeding factory for the bugs. It doesn't even. I don't even know what kind of bug because it never even said what kind of bug. And they the, all look, out as the, the look that they gave her, you and I both agree, reminded us so much of the villain from Howard the Duck. Yes. Um, oh, golly. What was the name? Dr. Uh, Walter Jennings, played by Jeffrey Jones. The, the, the look and the mannerisms that she used to portray being infested and being cranky and being just completely out of her mind. I know that she modeled it off of him because it was, it was so similar. There's no mistaking that performance. 
there, there's yeah. really not. There's so you can see. It, it would be interesting to take those and put them side by side if it didn't mean we had to watch her again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, so I, I'm not willing to take that chance, honestly. But uh, mm. the the issue was these gigantic bugs and these people are all trapped downstairs trying to fight off these bugs and they're wondering, well, where's everybody else? <laughs> yeah. How long did it take them before they wondered, well, where's everybody else in the sorority? Well, I'm guessing that they don't have much interaction except out in, in the hot tub, but other than that, they don't talk to each other. No, they just do other things to each other. Um, I mean, Cammy, poor Cammy gets stuck down in the basement all by herself with her bugs anyway. Well, I don't know. If I was her, I'd be away from everybody in that house, too. Which, I pointed this out to you. You didn't catch. I was in the fraternity. But the Greek letters on the house are Gamma, Upsilon, I'm sorry, Beta, Upsilon, Gamma, which spells out bug, B-U-G. And no, I didn't catch it when you pointed that out. I'm like, okay, that's kind of clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the movie itself, just it, for God's sake, it dragged. Yes. I mean, this was probably one of those movies when I was somewhere around 13 to 14, I would have really dug. Because of all the boobs. I was going to say for obvious reasons. Um, because you don't. It earned its rated R. Oh, yeah. It earned that rated R in the first 10 mm-hmm. minutes. It definitely earned that R rating. Um, but there were some interesting kills in this movie, too. Yes. So I got to give them that. Um, my, quite possibly, I think my favorite kill was the one on the stairs. When the, the the one the scorpion got going down the stairs and like popped her like three times, okay. And then you come up, and then all of a sudden the other uh, other bugs are kind of like eating, feasting on her corpse at one point. Yeah. Um, the scorpion and the spider. Yeah, the scorpion and the spider. Um, Which there were five bugs that I could identify. You had the praying mantis, the spider. Okay, the, scorp- the praying mantis looked cool. The praying mantis was cool, and the praying mantis got to kill a peeping tom. So I was all for the praying mantis living. I was like, "Yeah, kill that peeping oh, tom." Oh yeah, the, he was the guy. She that praying mantis killed the one that was up in the tree. <laughs> yup, that's the very first one. Yeah, he kind of deserved it. The, the pizza guy yeah, didn't did. do anything wrong though. The pizza guy? Yeah, I don't think the pizza guy deserved to die. Well, he was. Um, I guess not. He was skeevy. Yeah. But what pizza guy going up to a sorority house is not going to be a little skeevy? That's true. Uh, I mean, for crying out loud, they make pornos that start out that way. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the other two bugs that I could identify, I think one was an earwig and the other one was a rhinoceros beetle. The rhinoceros beetle might have been the worst looking one next to the scorpion. Well, the scorpion definitely definitely looks fake, although the rhinoceros beetle was kind of cartoony. Yeah. It makes you wonder if there were that many, if maybe it was one designer on each bug, because there didn't appear to be any continuity in how they were designed. That's true, actually. 
because the praying mantis was a menacing looking bug. Mm-hmm. But looked cool. <laughs> it did. I mean, I can't say it didn't. It's just a matter of there was so much wrong with this movie that it's hard to point out anything they got right. But as we said, it's worth watching the opening credits just for the style, just for the stylization. Yes. There's a lot of electrocution, though. There's a lot of electrocution. Um, They electrocuted the bugs, which I was sitting there going, how long is it going to take these bugs to be electrocuted? They need to pop already. You were wondering that, too. I'm glad to know I wasn't the only one. I was like, come on, explode. explode. And they didn't even show the explosion. They just showed the goo, like, getting on the people. I was like, no, I yeah. want to see the bug explode. That's what CGI is supposed to do. Well, I want to see the bug explode. Sad thing is, folks, as this entire show has run on and run on, it seems like all this episode's been about is a bug exploding. <laughs> Um, and it seems like it's been that way for us for the last two weeks. So, uh, we promise you, you won't need your raid next week. As a matter of fact, since we were both reminded of one of our favorite cheesy movies, I think next week we cover Howard the Duck. Yes, Howard the Duck. One of my favorites. Um, oddly enough, Howard the Duck also features a pair of boobs in the first five minutes. They're on a duck, but they're still there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But with that said, folks, remember, find us on social media at Cheesy Nerds over there on Twitter. Come back and have a cheesy good time with us next week. We'll see you again. And remember, the geek shall inherit the earth. And this is Kevlar Kate saying, bring on the cheese. We'll see you next week. 